Welcome to Voices of ASEAN, a platform built for you where we connect shakers and movers of this region to one another. Business, lifestyle, people, perspectives, news, and the soul of the people from all over Southeast Asia. Hello everyone and welcome to the second season of Voices of ASEAN. The International Business Review ASEAN Awards 2022 will be taking place later this year. It's an award ceremony of substance, glamour and fantastic networking that celebrates the best of businesses and government agencies throughout ASEAN. Today I'm happy to introduce to you our adjudication panel from Brunei, YB Yanti Rahman, architect, entrepreneur, legislator and the co-chair of the ASEAN Business Advisory Council, ASEAN BAC. YB Yanti is the founder, principal, architect and director of Ecobumi Architect in Brunei and was also the first female president of the Institution of Surveyor, Engineer and Architect from 2018 to 2019. Armed with a passion for education, women issues and economic growth, as well as architecture, her achievements in the professional world saw His Majesty, the Sultan of Brunei, appointing her to be a member of Brunei Darussalam's Legislative Council from 2017 until 2021. Today, she'll be sharing with us her thoughts on the International Business Review ASEAN Awards and how it can help businesses in ASEAN, especially in Brunei. Joining me live from Brunei, here is YB Yanti Rahman. Hi, YB. Hi, how are you, Dr. Beatrice? Uh, thank you hi. for having me. Nice, nice to have you. It's an honor for us to have you on the show. And thank you so much for being a member of the adjudication panel representing Brunei. And uh, I must say, it's such a lovely backdrop that you have, and you looked absolutely stunning. <laughs> now, I thank you so much. You're most welcome. Now, YB, I have a, I have something for you. You, I have a question that's been going through my mind. You're a leading member of the Brunei business community. You're the principal architect and director of EcoBumi, a leading architectural firm in Brunei, a member of the Brunei Legislative Council, and also the chair of the Brunei ASEAN Business Advisory Council. And if all of that was not like uh, something that a superhuman could possibly do, you're also a mother of five. Now, you have to tell us how how you manage each and every one of that with so much perfection like the way you do <laughs> it sounds uh, it sounds so easy but it's actually not so of course so uh, thank um, and i keep on emphasizing i think the first introduction that people should be doing to me is to introduce that i'm a mother of five boys and also i have a grandson who is eight months old oh so, wow congratulations um, Thank you so much. So, so in a way, I think the whole thing just covered up uh, with what whatever things that I'm actually needing. I think it's as any mother or as any sister, like a daughter to anybody, it's, it's a matter of how we are very passionate about driving things and how to lead things. And I must say, it's never easy for the women out there. But yeah. the thing is, if there's a drive to do it, it's it's going to be. Um, I think it's more to passion. Yes, uh, we're built we're built in with multitasking. Absolutely. We are basically we we have the drive. You know, once you're a mother, if you're a mother, even if you're a sister, 
and you want to make change for the younger generation or the future generation, um, you have to put that in mind that we have to start changing certain things and be prepared, um, especially during now. And um, that's the shortest that I can actually um, really um, share with you on, on how we can actually do it. It's more to the drive and more to the passion. Um, but and I think that as a, as a mother, you know, you actually do A to Z of everything and you're very nurturing. That nurturing, uh, totally holistic way of making everything work is, I think, the best thing we bring to our work. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, nothing is perfect. Um, you don't expect everything to be, you know, brilliant or yeah. excellent. I think it's really learning from every mistake that you actually do. Yes. You know, and I, I have five sons and it's not straightforward to actually raise beautiful, I mean, really good like sons and you'll, you'll face a lot of challenges. Of course, um, boys are so, difficult. <laughs> boys are difficult, well, difficult to, uh, to again, it's their nature, their yes. adventure. And when you actually face one by one with this, it, it makes you more wiser. Yes. And, and have more patience and, and you don't expect that every boy is to be the same too. So the same thing as your journey in life, you know, it's the same thing as your journey in life. Uh, nobody says that you have to give up halfway through or just because certain things happen. It's just a matter of, you know, keep, you keep on pushing yeah. your, yourself to make things yeah. uh, perfection. So, so that's, that's part of the journey. Mm. Yeah. Yes. But I think it's incredible, you know, to have been able to do that and also all the other roles that you play. And they are, they are such important roles and they demand a lot of you. So can just tell us a little bit more so that our, our audience understands you. Um, as a chair of the Brunei ASEAN Business Advisory Council, what is the role you play, uh, YB? So as the chair, um, is, is, as the, especially last year when Brunei actually shared it, mm -hmm. we, in terms of the private sector and what the government is trying to deliver under the priority economic deliverables, we're trying to match things because no matter what policy comes in and business that comes in, but representing the voice from the private sector is so much more important yes. to make sure that the drive coming in from the MSMEs are being heard, especially by the government. Of course. So though the, the journey that we actually go through is also to emphasize what is needed in the private sector. Mm. We look at it as ASEAN. We never yeah. look at it as Brunei. We look yeah. at it as ASEAN. And, and knowing that ASEAN is, is, is aimed to be the fourth strongest economy by 2030, there's a lot of things that we really need to yeah. look into. Um, that's one thing drive that's coming in from the ASEAN. But just to share a little bit of journey when I actually started, yeah, mm -hmm. when, I was, when I first graduated, it was in the early 20s. Uh, mm -hmm. I was only 20 when I graduated with my first degree. Mm -hmm. I've always had this dream about being an architect. I know what I want. Mm. Um, so the thing is, I of, of course, um, you know, you join in the public sector. So I was with the public works department called mm -hmm. JKR in Malaysia. Yes, correct. And um, I was at, I was with the public works department for fifteen years um, before I start to leave. I mean, people will tell me you're crazy because you already have a stable job yeah. and you have a good position with the government. And why are you now leaping to? Um, to, to there's, there's more challenges that you will actually face out there. Mm -hmm. But I guess it's not about that that I'm worried about. I think I'm more into facing the challenge because mm -hmm. I just, I would love to face this. 
what is the private sector facing and the, the things that I can actually do beyond what I can actually do in the public sector. And I'm glad that, you know, whatever that I learned from the public sector and with all the networks that you actually see in the private sector. So this is the thing where people don't actually see is yeah. a huge, enormous network that you actually have outside yes. and beyond. Yes. And um, so I think that's the most important thing that people need to understand. Yes. You really need to actually reach out behind it. Um, so um, so that, that's what I actually wanted to actually, I know what I actually want. And when I, I know that in Brunei, being a female architect is not that common where a private sector have their own firm. So I was actually the first female to actually open their own firm as well. It's such a male dominant oh, wow. construction industry. Yeah, in I can Brunei. imagine, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. So when I actually started in a lot of giant firm and, and those who I even had mentor with, I'm just so glad that, you know, having a mentor uh, from the private sector, but at the same time, we are more or less basically a, com compet a competitor at the same time. It's, it's really good because you find mm. it very healthy. And every time there's a competition, which I actually participated, even the fact that they know that Ikobumi is participating, you know, they're a bit, they're a bit wary, like, okay, Ikobumi mm. is participating in this competition, you know, so, mm. so there, there is another competitor out there. And it's, it, it makes that confident level higher up. And it also makes the boundary even beyond that you can ever imagine that you can actually do so much more. And this is what I'm a strong believer in, especially when I men have mentees under, under my wing or having any students under my wing mm -hmm. to really spread this out um, under my firm, just to make sure that, again, the DNA that I'm trying to do under my firm it's really well th throughout to actually say there is a lot more opportunities out mm, there. Yeah. Um, so that's what that was really the, the beginning um, of, of what I actually had in the private sector. Mm -hmm. um, but also I'm a strong believer with uh, my, my idol is Zaha Hadid actually, because I remember what, what, what the past Zaha Hadid mentioned Sorry? is you, Zaha Hadid is a very famous a female um, architect. Oh, okay. um, in Brunei? Yeah. So, in so international? She's international. So she passed away, um, okay. unfortunately, but um, she's, she's Iranian, but British. Um, and what she actually said is she break all these barriers. Her design becomes very criticized because it was never built until oh. when technology starts to be able to, and her design is just so deconstructive and mm -hmm. it was actually built everywhere. And she's just the role model for all architects. But I remember what she actually normally uh, quote in her book is like, you really need to have a goal yeah. right now. The goal post, the goal post might shift every now and then, but you should still have a goal. So you yeah. know where to actually hit the ball to yeah. and find out what you want exactly. Find out what you want to make change exactly. And, and this is really the drive that I normally see. And it's because sometimes people are so afraid to make these changes because they're just too afraid to, to fail. But exactly. failure is not everything, you know? No. So for me, it's, 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 it's not the end of the world. Failure is just one way to really improve yourself. It's a stepping stone to the next level. If you don't fail, you never know how to win. Oh, exactly. Right? You know, yeah. so you might as well face every single challenge that you can actually think of. Yes, exactly. and then what? 
Exactly. So, so when, when I was actually appointed um, in 2017 by His Majesty, uh, being the member of the Legislative Councils, there's seven of us that was actually appointed under the excellent level. So okay. um, three of them are ladies. Uh, we never had that much ladies in the Legislative Council before. So that this during that term, it was like three ladies and we were so proud to actually be there. And to to know, but then then that makes your 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 vision or, or your level even differently because you're getting closer to community. Mm -hmm. um, you represent the voice of the public. Yep. Um, and you and you draw closer trying to understand the grassroots levels. You know, so you go down there to listen to what are the issues that that yes. we face. So it, it's a different ball game. Yes, but then yes. you see, the, and and this changes. Um, you you try to actually emphasize and highlight it. Um, to, to, to the Brunei government is, is one thing good about it is it's actually being heard. And yeah. this is where we bring and connect us being the conduit of the communication between the public sector and also the private sector. And um, th th this is the journey that I actually have gone through, yeah. and and I'm sure I'm so excited to 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 do this in my life. Actually, uh, it's amazing. To the nation. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's been good. Such an inspiring story, and you know what's more inspiring for me is you have agreed to be a member of the adjudication panel of the International Business Review ASEAN Awards 2020, and I'm so honoured to have you on the board. Um, and the, the International Business Review ASEAN Award celebrates the very best, just like you say, you know, it celebrates the very best of the public and private sectors in ASEAN by giving recognition to organizations and leaders that have achieved excellence in their performance in their specific fields and in their industries. So um, I would like to ask, I'd like you to share your opinion, uh, YB. What is it about the IBR ASEAN Awards which convinced you to agree to be a member of the adjudication panel? And how do you see your immense experiences and all the roles that you have you have said just now? How do you see that helping you in your role as a member and helping us? So, um, you know, it is really a truly an honor to be part of this panel. Um, you know, I look at the IBR platform as the open door to so much. I mean, I think opportunities since it started in 2004, if I'm not mistaken, and more than 13,000 stories that actually have been told. You know, the, the, this journey needs to be to be heard. And I like the fact that IBR has a DNA. You know, you actually look into the three main key aspects, which is like, the integrity and respect, you know, the energy, enthusiasm, the kind of things that you would look at, encouragement. And lastly, IBR touches on teamwork and also inclusivity. Yes. And it's not the normal mindset where everybody have uh, normally, like it needs to be looking at, this award is looking at just financial revenue, yes. you know, how big the business is, you know, so this kind of, 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 of um, DNA that IBR actually set up is something is very dear to my heart and what I actually believe in as well, because I think if you look at the current condition of businesses during the COVID time, um, for, being, for any company to be able to survive during the COVID time is a winner to my heart. They didn't actually reduce their workforce and making sure that bread and butter to the employee is a winner as well. So no matter how they actually try to do this, making sure that business sustain at the same time, the lives and livelihoods of the employee 
or the other people that they can actually help matters so much. So um, it, it touches that. It's not just about, you know, all, all this business who's making it so big out there, but even to the fact that they are actually giving back to the MSMEs or providing other things. That's a winner yes. to me. So I do, have, I do hope that, you know, my, me being the panic can also look into a different perspective of things and can yes. share that yes, as well uh, with, the, with the MSMEs in Brunei because... Normally, like when it comes to awards, I think Brunei being small and our MSMEs are not that big. I mean, it's always about national level too. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think the worry is always about, you know, there need to be a, a big company or they need to actually generate revenue of this much minimum. So I think that was some sort of the mindset and you will actually not get participation, but they have done so much greater things. Of course. And I guess that's the reason why I would like to advocate that to the businesses. Mm -hmm. As you say, it's not just about this, but it's just perception, you know, that needs yeah. to change, you know, the yes. mindset that needs to change. And I, I do hope that, um, you know, uh, me being, being the, in the panel will actually help to, to open the eyes of our businesses and participate yes. um, in this kind of award. Yes, of course, because for, for I'm hoping for the Brunei companies, they'll be able to see that this is an opportunity to showcase who we are and what we're capable of doing beyond our country borders to the rest of ASEAN. Mm. It's, an, it's an opportunity. And the kind of uh, publicity platform we build around the, the, the award recipients would definitely make them be able to talk about what's special to them and what makes them unique. So I'm looking forward to working with you and getting Brunei companies in uh, to be able exactly. to... Thank you. Yeah. Right. So, so even the ASEAN Business Awards last year, mm -hmm. um, we actually had to create one Brunei special award. And this is looking into social enterprise. Yeah. And it, it makes it more valuable to those uh, companies who is very, uh, that work very closely with communities. Mm. And we've, we've got winners that work with the, they call themselves the community, uh, the Brunei community, and also the big Bagawan, that those are the, the, the young ones, and I would actually say younger generation that actually mm. won these awards mm -hmm. uh, for, their, uh, for their contribution. And, and mm. um, again, by having this, this kind of awards that actually look at certain aspects um, of, of how they actually run their business and their contribution, will actually help others too. Yeah. But not just that, actually, is also to give hope to others, you yeah. know, because yes. they will learn from all these businesses. And like, likely, likely like what you said, that is the network. Yes. It's the whole big network that yes. you're actually trying to open to them. Yes, yes. absolutely. You got it spot on. <laughs> Thank you, YB. When people talk about no business in Brunei, no doubt one of the first things that come to their mind is oil and gas. I think you're used to that. But how can, how can the IBR ASEAN Awards help shine the spotlight on other businesses in Brunei besides oil and gas? Yeah, it, it's always really... Um, I, know, I know when when people talk about yeah. Brunei, the first thing that comes to their head it's oil, yeah. um, is oil and gas. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, but there's a lot of ways now that our Brunei government is trying to branch out into different clusters. They're looking at, of course, ICT uh, on the creative industries. They're also now looking into maritime. Um, oil and gas is just one of them, but construction is also one of them um, as well. So there's different clusters, or we call it industries, 
um, will actually be uh, an added value in, in different, different sectors. And what it's, it's really important to actually look at the fact that, yes, previously the Brunei government is really looking into the oil and gas, but you know, it has changed. Mm -hmm. um, in, in 2015 uh, onwards uh, till 2019, uh, our report, our Brunei's economic blueprint have indicated the numbers of MSMEs outside the oil and gas has increased by 3.4%. So that's a very good indication yes. of our locals um, really doing, uh, putting much, much more effort um, in terms of, of that. But also the government is at the same time increase um, the accessibility in terms of finance and market. Mm -hmm. Now, government can only do that much, right? So we need this platform. Mm. like yours, like, like IBR, like other platforms to actually open up the horizon, to give opportunities for them to yeah. actually to look beyond Brunei because it's always the case where it's always looking into the national level. But in fact, the market is out there. And ASEAN as one is actually very strong um, as one community, one nation, you know, one voice, uh, one vision to actually look into this and it's a whole big market for ASEAN out there. Mm. So I do hope that having this network uh, with ABR and expanding their horizon to see how they can actually be connected to the rest is really an eye opener for our MSMEs, inshallah. Inshallah. <laughs> what would you like to say to yes. business owners and leaders in ASEAN, especially in Brunei, who might be tuning in to encourage them to participate in the IBR ASEAN Awards 2020 to 2022, YB. I went back okay, in time. So, <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you know, so, so the good thing about it is, um, I think that there's a few things I wanted to emphasize. I think those who have participated but didn't win, it doesn't mean that you know you are you shouldn't be participating again mm -hmm. yeah. because you know whether you win or whether you lose it doesn't really matter. I think being joining in as a participation is really more on getting the network yes, out there, absolutely, and being yeah. being known to others. Yes, right. The other one is really the existing who have won. Say, for instance, they participated before and they've won before, what I would actually like to request is to, to become a mentor. You know, the company can yeah. actually provide mentorship to the smaller companies um, mm. who can actually learn a lot of things from them. Yeah. You know, as part of Brunei Legacy Project during our ASEAN Championship last year, and it's still ongoing, um, our Legacy Project is called HIRED, which is high, harnessing impact with resilient employability digital. I mean, it's rightly so. We call it hired, H-I-R-E-D. Oh, People okay. are looking for jobs here and there. Yeah. Uh -huh. But the thing is, but it, it's, it's, it's a dual kind of thing. One is to require providing digital training mm -hmm. so they mm -hmm. can upskill themselves, knowing that mm -hmm. in ASEAN, we have such a big skill gaps. Of course. You know? yeah, yeah. And the, uh, the other one is to provide mentorship. Mm -hmm. And this mentorship is really important because it's the faster way to learn yeah. and to avoid mistakes. And yeah. you're being guided by the expertise who has actually gone through that journey before. So my hope for those business owners who has actually participated or even they're they already out there 
Now, so to, to provide that mentorship that can actually help the smaller businesses. Again, How we talk about, about that? especially during the term. Sorry, sorry. Okay, so we How, do actually, like, let's say you have no, a company. No, no worries. Let's say a company who's who's hearing you right now and they're like, that's a good idea. I like to mentor uh, the younger ones. How do they start? Where do they go to? Okay, so currently we are collecting um, those who have won, right, under the Arts and Business Awards, right? Mm -hmm. So we do, we, we do have that in terms of like alumni for previously business awards. Um, awardees, mm -hmm. and we are gathering those names first. So it's a very early stage, but what we're trying to do is to actually get this and what are the, the, the areas that they're very strong at. And if businesses is actually interested, especially the startups who actually wanted to work very closely together, and this is where we can actually connect, but we are actually working on it as a platform, mm -hmm. trying to provide a platform where they can actually go in Mm -hmm. and find the mentor so this is where we're going to match them I see. Uh, in together I see. yes so it's, it's still in the working because it was only launched last year on mm -hmm. how we develop this but we are not just limiting to this in fact we are actually there's a lot of existing platform that provides a lot of digital training and we would like to actually work very closely with any platform mm -hmm. because there shouldn't be any exclusivity this is so inclusive to anybody. What's important is getting companies who would want to provide that mentorship. And, and there's, a, there's a lot of, of interested um, joint business councils who's, who's very keen to actually mm. participate, not just in ASEAN, but also beyond ASEAN. Mm, so I'm actually glad. Mm. Yeah. So we're working on it, but we will actually update um, uh, people also in, in our ASEAN Business uh, Advisory Council website once it's actually ready and this is a really good platform for people to actually come in it's excellent um is uh, his majesty very supportive of all the endeavors that uh, you're, you're personally taking on through your legislative uh, avenues and through the asean business advisory council because he's a he's a leading yes. force a leading uh, driving force in brunei oh, oh my god yes absolutely i think when it comes to employment when it comes to skills yeah um, anything that would actually help our nation not just that i mean we're, we're looking at beyond because i was look in in in, in asean the fact that you know from from the world the world bank it would say 59 percent of our youth that is born in ASEAN will will be lack of skills, mm -hmm. right? So there, there are other factors that that derive this lack. Uh, I mean, it's not just about education, but we still need to actually get mentors from those expertise beyond ASEAN. Yeah. And and we, we want to actually work together because, you know, like for us to be able, we among the policy that looks into it is skills is one of the top five priorities that we have to look into in yeah. ASEAN itself. You know, and and in Brunei, knowing that among the ASEAN state members countries, we do have the highest percentage level of unemployment. Mm -hmm. But even though in terms of figures, mm -hmm. we it's not it's not that many because mm -hmm. our population is actually quite small. But in terms of in terms of percentage, of course, it's reflected as 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 big. Um, but our government is really looking into the things that is required by the industry, whether it's in Brunei or beyond that. And I'm one of the uh, co-chairs um, for the Manpower Industry Steering Committee for Construction. Mm -hmm. And we are now tweaking, changing syllabus 
making sure that it is meeting this gap that we are actually having supply and also the demand. Mm -hmm. um, and um, we work very close and especially with His, His Majesty's government on this. So I, I feel very, very honored because to be able to see this on the bigger picture and the network that I actually have in ASEAN, um, you know, that through your one of my network um, mm -hmm. as well, you know, to actually be able to, to explore this and tell this is what we need. You know, yes, yes. would actually be beneficial to not just Brunei, but it's throughout. And I'm and, and and that's one of those things why I'm very dedicated to this. Again, I'm not looking at my generation. It's the next generation yes. that I'm very, very, you know, we have to really think of. Yes. They are so special because these are the generation that would actually have picked up so many things and they can move so many things fast. Yes. We just have to be very transparent to how we foresee things. Um, you know, Absolutely. coming in the future, and are we ready? Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's that's my hope. I know that's a lot of things to swallow, uh, doing it mm. one time at a time. So, so yes. I think you're doing a great job, and as one of your network, I offer my help in any way I can, in all your aspirations, you. whatever we can do to help. Beyond this, we are here for you, because it's it's a it's a great, it's an amazing vision that you have, and it's a vision for Brunei. And you were telling earlier yesterday when i spoke to you it's a country of four hundred thousand people am i right am i getting the figures right but you have such big yes, vision yes. so you look at yourself as an extrapolation of asean you know so it's so important that businesses in brunei actually position themselves as a regional business and not just as a singular country business so and that and i think you're you're taking that vision really well to the next stage and we are here to help you so before i thank you um sorry. thank go you ahead, so much no 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 go ahead you're saying something okay so so the thing about about it is sometimes when we look at brunei as you know a small a smaller nation it mm -hmm. will actually be to uh, a disadvantage but it's not the strength of the, the our nation it's and, you know, our, our population, I mean, in terms of education, are highly educated. Mm -hmm. I think it's just putting the fact that we must believe, you know, yes. for the sake of Brunei, we must believe just, just because we're a smaller nation, it doesn't mean that we can't actually do anything. No, and this is the same thing what I... Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. look, at, look at Singapore, how much they actually exactly. drive the human resource. Exactly. And I mean, the same thing, we always look at Singapore as our exemplary, you know, being the, the country as, as that. But of course, their population is about 5 million. Mm -hmm. But the thing is the same thing, the drive to be, you know, having no, no, no resources, no yep. um, natural resources, but they yep. only have human resources. Exactly. And how much they actually have grown that and put confidence to their people. Yep. Yes. So from even, even from my side, when I actually chaired the ASEAN Business Advisory Council and being, being a female, the only female chair among the ASEAN state members and also the youngest among all to lead um, the whole council team, it's probably nerve wracking. You know, it's like they have more experience than I do, but I guess the, the passion that we have by all the councils, yeah. right, all the chair council and all the 30 councils inside the ASEAN Business Advisory Council, they have exactly the same passion as I do. And mm. I respect them so much because they really support the initiative during our chairmanship. Mm. 
and the drive is just so absolutely going up and we didn't even stop you know knowing that we and Brunei also faced the second wave during that time it doesn't stop us yeah. or it doesn't slow down even yeah. Yeah. um so so yeah so so we we had that sort of um we have to build it in in our in, in our mind mm-hmm. that covid will will never end mm-hmm. right there will be another mutation there will be another variant that's actually coming in but no matter what i think we have to pray, prepare ourselves in terms of resilience you know so yes we have to make sure that the safety of our people is actually there but we also need to make sure businesses don't die yes, too our economy don't die important. too yes exactly so, so we just have to make sure in our mind that during our recovery time we also have to make sure we prepare for anything so yeah. Um, that's the the mindset that we have to build, even for the younger generation, to make sure that they're more resilient to what's yes. coming in in the future. And I think what you said, uh, everything can be changed if you believe in it. And I think oh. the, the the most important thing is cohesively to get everyone, all Bruneians, to believe that we are the best. <laughs> oh yeah, I I think you know you, you can dream beyond that even though you will not be able to achieve it during that time but let's just dream of course right you may not you achieve it in your you... lifetime but you'll achieve it in their yes. lifetime if we start the whole yes. trend of believing in the end objective yes. absolutely and it's the, the word that we actually need to give them is hope yes. you know they might see great things now like oh you know what's what's my future we have COVID. you know we can't even do uh, mm. we, we do online education but you see, you have to give them that vision of belief and there's a future out there. Yeah. And just basically, yeah, there's, there's a lot. Yes. And it's not easy to actually give that belief, yes. yes. So if, if I could ask you then, uh, YB, if you, if you had a magic wand <laughs> and you could just you have, uh, make three things happen for Brunei in, in the next five years, what would it be? Anything, whether it's the social aspect, economic aspect, uh, anything, what what would you do? The first thing I would actually touch is on building up the human capacity. That is so important. Mm-hmm. And education needs to change because um, it's it's um, everywhere. Every people talk about it, but how fast can you move mm-hmm. is another thing. Mm-hmm. So that would probably be one of those things that I would actually touch in the capacity and also looking into the education. Yeah. The second one is to really the, change the mindset um, of our people that it's not just Brunei. Yes. We have to look into beyond yes. that. The, the door is always open. Yes. It might be difficult. There will always be challenges, but nobody says that. You can't do it so yes. just put hope and say you can go beyond that yes i think that the the third one that we need to actually really look into is i guess um the younger generation need because they, they're quite complex i think we are very rahmat i would say we're blessed in yeah, brunei yeah. we have been blessed yes. with oil and gas yes. and when you are actually being blessed with oil and gas and your generation is just, Alhamdulillah, your government has given free education, free medical, everything mm-hmm. has been given, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. it's also time to ask the government back, what can we do? Yes. Especially, you know, so yeah. 
that sort of mindset needs to change because yes. we do need to now uh, get the younger generation to be less complacent, yeah. need to work very hard yeah. and to see life beyond Brunei uh, or you know, build up Brunei. I mean, I would like to say build up Brunei, be more confident and, you know, go beyond that. Build um, Brunei bigger, BBB. Yeah, I've got a tagline for you, build <laughs> Brunei bigger. <laughs> Thank you so uh, much. It might, it might not be, a, yeah, it might not be during my generation. Might I'm sure you can do it. During my children's generation. <laughs> I'm sure we can. <laughs> but thank you so much, YB. Okay. It was a pleasure having you and hearing your thoughts and your vision. And uh, I would say um, you're an amazing person and a true inspiration. I'm really honoured to have you with us. And more honoured that you're on our adjudication panel and looking forward <laughs> to do a lot more in future. So follow Thank us you so on much for having me. Thank you. Follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter and our website www.voiceofasean.com to keep up, up to date with our upcoming shows. Voice of ASEAN thanks you for your time and we'll be uploading a recorded version of this dialogue in our portal for those who listen.